Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo starts now. Straight up to the claw. On this Monday afternoon, good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show. Here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. My name is Dave Burns, alongside the one, the only, John Gambadoro. Hi, Gambo! Burnsy, what's going on? Oh, boy, what a weekend it oh, was. Oh, Suns lost Friday. Cam Johnson goes down with an injury. He's going to be out for a long time. Now, yep. ASU loses on Saturday. The Cardinals lose on Sunday. Uh, oh, the Astros won the World Astros Series. Astros won the World Series. Uh, At least the Yotes got to win on Saturday. <laughs> the Yotes got to win. The Yotes bailed everybody oh, out, taking care of Alex Ovechkin oh, in Washington. Saturday of college football, I guess, with Notre Dame beating Clemson, LSU, Jaden Daniels. Ooh, Jaden oh, Daniels. Jaden Daniels oh, beating I Alabama. I was that, watching that game. That investment paid it. off for them, right? And uh, then uh, uh, yeah. Georgia showing everybody who the real number one team is in the country. Yeah, it was yeah. a big old stuffed weekend of sports action, to say the least. But of course, around these parts, we know what the top story of the day is, and we weigh in it now here on the Burns and Yambo Show. Burns and Gambo, the weigh-in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. Smith takes a knee, the game is over. And the Cardinals are in deep trouble. They're now three and six. Deep. Deep. No, that's I mean that's it. I mean that's it. I mean, I said it on Friday. I'm not gonna come in here and try to sugarcoat this like they've got this chance. Oh, if they could just win, you know, the next three out of four, like they're done. Like the playoffs are done. At three and six, you're not making the playoffs. I mean, you're one of the worst teams in the NFL. I mean, that's what they are. It's a shame. I mean, nobody wanted this, but there's no path that I see that they can make the playoffs at three and six. They can't. They've lost four of the last five games. Mm -hmm. They lost again at home. After they had finally won a game, they lost at home. They just can't get out of their own way. Another division game lost. So what are they, 0-3 in the division? Correct, Mundo. Yep. Yeah, I mean, let's not sugarcoat this. I mean, or uh, or try to, you know, put lipstick on a pig. This this team, for all intent and purposes, their chances of making the playoffs this year are done. Yeah, the, the phrase you used, and it's so funny with it being election day tomorrow, but the, the phrase you used is the correct one. What's the path? Where's the path? What's the, where's the, where are the counties, right? Where are the votes? Where are the where are the untabulated ballots, right? Where is the where is the where's path? the proof that this team is good enough to win games? Because because the truth of the matter is, all right, you can sit there and look at the record and say, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but they are unequivocally one of the worst teams in the National Football League, and there's just no there's no other way to phrase that without it being inaccurate. They are one of the worst teams in the National Football League. They're I'll tell you right th- now, they'll have a top ten pick in this draft. They're coming up. I think it's number seven they'll right a, now. They'll, they'll end up with a top ten pick. They're three and six overall. They've beaten a two-win Raiders team, a two-win Panthers team, a three-win Saints team that might lose tonight on Monday Night Football. They can't win at home. They can't win in the division. They've lost four they've of their lost five. They've given up 30 points a game every time they play if, right if, now. If they've you, had way too many penalties. Very undisciplined team. Billy Price can't get a snap to Kyla Murray. Like, you know, every week there's always a, a botch snap and fumbles. and It's just it's not a good football team. Listen, the only but is, and this is 
they were devastated by injuries as much as any team in the NFL this year. That's the truth. It is the truth. Okay, they left tackles out, they left guards out, their centers out. Their main running back has missed a lot, missed a lot of games. Their number two running back has missed a lot of games. Their main wide receiver missed six games. Their number two wide receiver is going to miss a whole bunch of games. Like their one of their other receivers hasn't played at all this year. Like. That's a tr- like that is the truth. They have been devastated by injuries. No doubt. And yesterday, devastated. Yesterday it was obvious to anybody who was watching the interior of that offensive line. Billy Price, Cody Ford, um, knife to a gunfight type stuff. Right? I mean, snaps go yeah, over heads Hernandez and false out, yep. starts, and Will Hernandez mm-hmm. out in that game. It was it was knife to a gunfight kind of stuff. And, and and yeah, that certainly is part of the equation. But this idea of well, when this guy comes back and when that guy comes going into the game yesterday, hey, DJ and James Connor. Back. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad they're back. It didn't make the kind of difference everybody thought it was going to make. DeAndre Hopkins, we were all literally counting down the days and the hours and the minutes until DeAndre Hopkins was back on the football field. They're one and two with him. He 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 got five targets yesterday, right? They, like he was going to come in on some horse and save everything and everything was going to be okay because D-Hop was back. That first week it looked like it though, didn't it? It did. Yeah, it did. I mean, I mean, he's a he's a great, great player. And this when he doesn't go well, it's hard for this team to play well. But look, I mean, it's 0-3 in the division, 3-6 and overall. You're more than halfway through the season. There's too much ground to make up. Uh, in, and we're not, this not a small sample size anymore. No. I mean, we're, we're over 50% of a sample size. That you are what your record says you are. You know, the Arizona Cardinals are the three and six. They're one of the worst teams in the NFL. And, you know, they're not going to go, on, they're not going to win seven out of the next eight games. I have news for everybody. It's, I wish they would. I hope they would. I hope they, I hope they prove us all wrong. They're not winning seven out of the next eight games. If they win seven out of the next eight games, we can all come on here on Monday and say, oh, yep, our, and, and we can get roasted and lambasted. But, but it, that's what we're talking about here, right? Ten wins. You've got to go seven and one in your last eight. Even just, uh-uh. even to get to nine, nine you got to go six and two. Well, that's what we talked in your so last much. Eight. Uh-uh. We talked so much uh-uh. about the three game stretch that was coming up. But you know me, I was very much like the Seattle games a must win because if you lose Seattle, I think they're done. Because if you would have won this game and then won the next one and then lost, you still you're not putting yourself in a position to have to go six and two. Right now you are. You got some wiggle room, right? Yeah, because yeah, that- you're not going to win all those games. So you had to win this one. You had to win this one to not put it on yourself and you can say oh you want oh but two out of three is two out of three no it's not because you know to me you lose the Seattle game now what you're asking is too big of an ask you're asking to go six and two to have just a chance to get in seven and one gets you in you're not going to do that but six you would have to go six and two to have a chance and I just I don't think that they're capable of doing that. If they would have won this one, then you're saying five and three. The numbers work a little bit better, and you well, may have to have a, have a shot. You do this one, you've got a divisional win. You've got a conference win. You've got to win at home. You've got to win over one of the better teams in the NFL. Yeah, you I mean, might be able to win a tiebreaker. You, you might be able to, okay, hey, you know what? Momentum builder, and there's something that we got something positive to build on and some good feelings around here with the organization. There's none of that. Look, yesterday, I was at that game, all right? I, I promise you, when Zayvon Collins had that pick six, that building believed. 
All right, that building was like, oh, okay, wait, hold on. Hold on a second now. This thing ain't over, and we got a shot, and there's a chance here, and there's something we can do. And how quickly it all came apart after that moment. I mean, after the Zaven Collins pick six, Geno Smith just flexed. Like, oh, oh yeah, by the way, I'm Geno Smith. Which, <laughs> you know, a year ago, would have elicited a laugh just like that. But this year, this is the new Geno Smith. I'm Geno Smith. Those words carry some weight to it. Yeah. And I'm Geno Smith. Okay, I'm going to flex. They didn't miss a pass. They went Barely. seven for seven on third down conversions in those two drives. We'll I mean, get to the defense boom, in a minute. Boom, but boom. Man, from every t- I feel like every year when I start talking about Vance is going to get a head coaching job, he's doing such a great job, then everything goes to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> like every time, like Vance, three weeks ago, man, Vance, four games in a row, they've held their opponents to 20 points a run. Vance is the... Oh, and then all of a sudden, three games in a row now. So we'll talk about the defense later. But here's, here's the reality. That that was a must-win game for them. They had to win the game. They had to. And I said on Friday, I'm not going to come in here and pretend that everything's okay if they lose this game, if they've still got a chance, and oh, be patient. No, I mean, I mean, honestly, I think it's, I mean, I'm going to start looking at mock drafts and positioning and what they're going to get because I think that, and again, I, I'm not, I, I, I'm, I'm not an excuse guy. They've had a tremendous amount of injuries that is, that, that is a reason why they're three and six. I do believe that. Yep. I do truly believe that part of the reason they're three and six is because, man, they've got so many injuries and that, that's really hurt. But there's a lot of other problems with this football team, too, besides injuries. No doubt. And, and nobody wants to make this declaration. Nobody wants to say, you know, on the first full weekend of November, that's it. But your eyes, your brain, your football love and soul, everything that you've seen all season long, where's the other than just the sheer record? What is there about this football team that would lead you to believe they're capable of such a thing? There's, there's nothing. That's the key. There's, there's just, there's nothing. That is absolutely there. the key. What, what indication is there that everything's going to be okay and they're going to come out and they're going to start kicking some ass? What indication is there? I don't have any. None. I don't have any. I mean, the, the two of the three wins they have are over literally two of the worst teams in the National Football League. They're one of the worst teams in the NFL. We can all see it. We can all, we're, we're all experiencing it together, right? We're Rodney all Hudson got to come back. Nope. Justin Pugh got to come back. Rodney Hudson's already been. Well, no, nah, he hasn't been ruled out, but they're, they're saying they don't think he's going to play. I, I'm, right. I'm Robbie Anderson going to catch a football? No. <laughs> How do you drop that? Did you see TJ Hawkinson's first take with him? I know. I, I know. Uh, How do you drop that pass? I don't know. I wouldn't have thrown the ball to him again after he dropped that one. Like, really? Know. He got plenty of you snaps. You can't catch that? I looked at the snap count. He got plenty of snaps. He was out there tons. No doubt about it. He was out there a bunch. When we come back here on the Burns and Gambo show here on Arizona Sports. All right. The conversation goes from this season to its head coach. It's what everybody's been talking about. We're going to talk about Cliff Kingsbury and the future next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Here we go! Click! Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Let's go! Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Back to pass goes Kyler Murray. Steps up and he's sacked at the 20-yard line by Nwosu. That'll take us to the two-minute warning. They're just teeing off now. Licking their chops are the pass rushers for Seattle. It was one of the calls yesterday, right before the two-minute warning, when the offense just completely fell apart there in the second half after Seattle flexed. Cardinals lose. 
to the Seahawks 31 to 21 by doing so they're now 3 and 6 they're 0 and 4 in the 0 and 3 in the division 0 and 3 they have not played San Francisco yet yep that's coming up in a couple of weeks we got the Rams next week yeah they suck and they, well, they are, terrible they have like 200 yards of offense can I just yesterday. talk about that game for one second sure please one first down and the game's over yeah. What? You get the One. ball. You got a minute and a half. They got no timeouts. They also have Tom Brady, who hasn't been good. But just get a first down. Did you see Jalen Ram? Oh, I know. He went rant. off. He Ooh, went off. He went off. Yeah, that's hot. Defense pointing off. the fingers out. And he's right. But he's right. Like get it. We got off the field. There's a minute left. Let's go. End this game. End this game. Go get a first down. Ball game's over. Instead, they give the ball back to Tom Brady and, they, and the Rams end up losing. The Cliff's got to go mantra was about as loud as I've ever heard it after yesterday's game. Yeah. It was, mm-hmm. it was loud. Yep. It was on social media, on the, the Colin show. I, I listened to a lot of the Colin show when I was. It was it was very very loud yesterday. Yes. Um, and there was a coaching change that happened today in the NFL. Frank Reich was relieved of his duties at the Indianapolis Colts. Jeff Saturday took over. There has been no move with Cliff Kingsbury. There will be no. There will move be no move with yeah, Cliff Kingsbury. I, you know, I know a lot of people are just waiting to see you know what was going to happen. So um, I can tell you, and I, I tweeted this out earlier today. I'd be very very surprised. If anything happens with Cliff, for everyone refreshing Twitter every 60 seconds, he is safe for now. He is not going anywhere. Cliff Kingsbury is not getting fired. And everybody was, you know, everybody was looking today to see if that was going to happen. I can tell you he is not going to get fired. Cliff Kingsbury is going to continue to be the head coach of this team. Now, and I said for now because I don't know what's going to happen after next week or the week after the week after. I'm just telling you today, for everybody that was looking for a change today, like what would happen in Indianapolis mm-hmm. where the Colts fired their coach, the Cardinals are not firing their head coach right now. They are not. He is still the coach of this team. I didn't expect it to happen today. I'll admit, I wondered, right? Like, I, yeah. I, I was at the game yesterday. I was driving home, and I kind of had one of those, do we need to be on high alert? Tomorrow, sure. Right? Do we need? Fair. Do we need to? Uh, when I wake up on Monday morning, it's going to be one of those like you're talking about refreshing Twitter. I will cop to it. I woke up this morning and I was on high alert. I'm like, okay, is it? Is it? Is it? And it was pretty obvious by a certain time that it wasn't going to happen. And to be honest with you, I don't think this is just a hunch. I've got no insight into this. I, I know you do the you thing and I do the me thing. My guess is that nothing will happen by the end of the year. You know, that nothing will happen while there's still a season going on. I don't think you commit five years of yourself as an organization to a coach, recommit to him, and not at least give him the season, the whole season, to see if he can figure it out. As emotional as we all were after yesterday's game, as much as we all wanted something to happen organizationally, I really, really doubt they would do something like that after just now. If they hadn't extended Cliff and this were the last year of his deal, well, I think that's a totally different conversation, right? That, to me, is a totally different set of circumstances. Should it be? Um, that's a good question. Oh, should it be? You're, I mean, what you're saying, I, I listen, I'm not saying in, you're wrong. In, I get in, what you're saying. Let me finish world, for a second. No, in a perfect world, no, it be, shouldn't. Because, right, because right, in, in a perfect, perfect world, world it shouldn't. judge it based on, is the guy good enough to be, do you want, do you feel like, he is good enough to be your head coach going forward, yes or no, regardless of the contract situation. But you're right, right? If, if, if he's in the last year of his deal, it might be easier to just say, look, let's put the interim coach on. We're not going to bring him back. But on, a, on a, the first of a five-year deal, you might be you might have more patience to try to see if he could get things going than you would have if he was on a it's, 
It's, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm, Although they I, didn't have any patience with Wilkes, but that was more about losing a lot of the guys around you, too. You know, but Wilkes made it to the end of the season. He did make it to the end of the season. I mean, they his fired offense, his offensive his coordinator. coordinator didn't, but no. Steve Wilkes made it. And even though it was painfully obvious, by what, week seven of that season? Week eight of that season? It was painfully obvious that Steve Wilkes was not going to make it. We all knew it. Everybody knew it. It was it was a done deal, right? But it was just one of those. I, and I, I do think there is, right or wrong, good or bad, and I, I understand the point that you're making, and it's a good one. Perceptually, there is sort of this thing of, man, we just hired this guy, talking about Wilkes, we can't let him go before season one is done. That's a bad look for us because it makes it look like we, the organization, made a very bad choice in hiring this guy. We're going to let him go halfway through his first season and not even let him finish his first season. I think there is a similar perception that comes with, man, in January, we gave this guy a five-year contract extension, and now we're going to let him go? After, what, eight weeks, nine weeks, ten weeks of the season? Perceptually, yeah. it's not a good look, and which is why I, I personally believe, no matter how bad it gets from now until week 17, that Cliff Kingsbury won't be going anywhere as head coach because I just don't think the organization will want that look yeah. upon it going into this, you know, with what's left, left of the season. Let's talk about two things here. Ten home wins and 29 games under Cliff. Four years since they hired him. They've had 29 home games. They've got 10 wins and 19 losses at home. Yep. What is it? What is it about they can't play at home? What, what, why? Why do, why, why do you struggle so badly at home? You've got a great stadium. You've got a great crowd behind you. Why do they play so poorly at home? I, I hope you don't expect me to answer that right, question. Number two. <laughs> Cardinals Wait, under well, Cliff hold on, Kings. Hold on, hold on. Do you have an answer for that no, question? No, of course I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's, like you said, if you win most of your home games and go 50-50 on the road, you've got a really good team. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals are like the opposite. Here's the other one. This one, to me, is more telling. I, yeah, this was on the television. I, I took a screenshot of this when I was watching the game yesterday. Cardinals under Cliff Kingsbury when trailing at the half. They've played a total of 33 games when they've been trailing at the half. 33 games. They've won six of them. Six out of 33. They've won when trailing at the half. The inability to come back in these games, to, to be down by a touchdown or 10 points, get into the locker room and figure out, hey, here's what we got to do to make some adjustments. We got to get back on track. We got to come win this game. They don't do that. They don't, they don't do that. So they don't win at home. They don't win when they, when they, when they're playing from behind in the second half. Like something's got to give here. Like these trends have to turn around if Cliff's going to be able to have any success as a head coach. The here. second one speaks louder to me, just because that to me is about adjustments. That to me is about changing things. That to me is about recognizing what is and what is not working and trying something different, trying something else at halftime. And and the fact that he's got he's tied for the most losses since 2019 when trailing at the half, I I, I think does speak very very loudly in terms of his ability to adjust. Now the one thing I was hoping was going to happen today. I'll be honest. I was hoping Cliff Kingsbury was going to at least talk about trying somebody else as the play caller. Not that that's going to solve everything. Not that everything is about the plays that are being called. Something has to change on that side of the football. The message of how plays are getting called, how plays are being run, the tone. Something's got to change in that regard because to just take the same record, drop the needle on it, 
and play it again and again and again, I don't think does anybody good. I was hoping there was going to be a change. And I was hoping Cliff was going to go, you know what? I'm feeling the heat around here. I might want to try something different as like a sacrificial lamb. I'll offer up play calling as a sacrificial lamb to get everybody, to get all this heat off me and to see if we can do something different as a football team. They didn't team. have the same problems getting plays in yesterday. Nope. They got plays in. They saved their timeouts. Okay? That's a step in the right direction. They got their play calls in, and they saved their timeouts. There wasn't the wasted timeout to stop the delay a game. Like, they got to the end of the game. They had their timeouts. You know, now, unfortunately, they kept giving up first downs so on defense, so it didn't matter. But they had them. They had them. It's what people wanted. Save your timeouts when you need them at the end of the game. Okay, they did that. Get your play calls in so you don't have to waste the timeout. They did that. Those were the positive signs yesterday. But the negatives are, I mean, there's a lot of negatives, both offensively and defensively, and in the win-loss column. Offensively, they looked like they were lifeless yesterday. Just with a cross midfield three times. You know, I mean, in the whole game, in 10 possessions, they crossed Mm -hmm. midfield three times. Cliff Kingsbury said today he is not relinquishing play calling duties. He wasn't quite as, you know, forceful about it, but he was asked about it. He goes, yeah, no, we're not changing anything in that regard. Texas, your thoughts. The FanDuel text line is open for you right now at 620-620. When we come back, Phoenix Suns got back into the win column on Saturday. But let's be honest, they lost this weekend. They lost big. That's next. Burns and Gambo. The Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. Got a couple questions for you today here on the Burns and Gambo show. One of which we just kind of felt like we had to ask because we knew tonally what we were talking about going into this weekend, and we know tonally what we're saying about the Cardinals coming out of this weekend. Eric, it's a it's a tough tough Big Red Monday uh, here in the Valley, so I figured we had to check in on everybody. Rip off the band aid, man. We got to we got to do the check in with everybody. Anybody have any hope left? Anybody out there have any hope left for this season? Yes or no? And uh, I'm assuming both of you are saying big fat no. I'm a no. Yeah, so is 95. Yeah, the nod from Gambo. 95%. 95% no hope. That means 5%. Still holding out for a hero. We we look. We pre-show. We knew this was going to be a one-sided landslide kind of deal. We just wanted to know more than anything, like what percentage of the fan base through a Twitter poll is still kind of holding out some kind of hope that something can happen for a hero. And yeah. and to speak for the five percent, somebody comments until they're mathematically eliminated. I always hold out hope that they'll make it to the playoffs. Okay. Good for you. Strange things have happened. Three and six teams. If I, I I can't, I'm sure I can go back and find. Plenty of three and six teams that made playoffs, but I can find ten times more that didn't. So, well, okay. the Suns are not three and six; they're a little bit better. But unfortunately, some bad news over the weekend: Cam Johnson out for a significant amount of time, injuring that knee. So, how do you want the Suns to respond? Do you want them to see it out as is? Do you want them to make a trade, or do you want them to hit that free agent market, sign a veteran, maybe? Uh, depending on how long he's out, I'm going to lean trade. Time to trade Jay Crowder. Enough's enough. Yeah, I, I believe the Jay Crowder timeline has been, we were talking for the last two weeks, no pressure, no pressure, do it. There's pressure. Now. I mean, that's the, that was the benefit of not trading him. You wait to see how the season goes to see if you need anything. Yep, and you do. You, you need something. So trade Jay Crowder. Everybody on the same page so far leading the way. 58% is make a trade in second place. 26.2% says see it out as is. Don't get any old free agents. That's only 15.8% answering 
now. Yeah, the free agents. <laughs> Man, there's a reason why those guys are available, right? Mellow. 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 No, I don't. Mellow. Mellow. LaMarcus Aldridge. I just think there's a reason why those guys are available, and, and that, that to me, I'm not interested in any of those. Yeah, there's no doubt that everything that happened this weekend for the Suns, this is topic numero uno. Here is a jump shot by DeAndre Ayton, and he knocks down another outside hoop. Suns may have to take a foul. Cam Johnson's uh, got a hitch in his giddy-up. He may take it right there to yep. get a substitute in the game. Yeah, he's kind of yimping off. We get a timeout here. Yeah, and with that, we found out Cam Johnson has suffered torn meniscus in his knee. It was announced by the organization yesterday. It was also announced that he will undergo surgery in the coming days. No timetable has been provided on his return by the organization. No, and it was a, it, it was an off-the-ball play, and when you saw it happen, and I saw, like, right away you could see he kind of came up limp a little bit, right? And then they went to a commercial break, and then, you know, I'm thinking to myself, what was going on here? And they come back, and then he's out of the game, like, okay, uh, this is not good news that, that Cam Johnson got hurt. And then we just waited and waited and waited to see what was going to be on, and then the word comes out. Because the first thing we found out was Sunday, we knew that, you know, that Cam wasn't going to play. First of all, they lost that game on Friday. They lost to the Blazers. The Blazers beat the Suns on a, a buzzer beater in which... Um, Lame uh, buzzer beater. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about One, two, three, four, four, five, six, seven, eight, shots, six, four yep. steps that Jeremy Grant took with the ball with one second left. And I also blame the the, the, the clock guy because he didn't start he it until the like, like a half second late. Like, where's the home court shot clock thing? And so one second, they let him catch the ball, step four times, and then shoot it before one second came off. Did you see the last two-minute report I did, for that I did. game? It was brutal. Mikel did, did not travel. travel. There did should not. have been a three-second call on the play in which yep. they alleged Mikel traveled. And, yeah, Jeremy Grant did travel. He took like three or four steps before he got off that game winner. Yeah. Now, look, that, that being they said, didn't play well. Suns didn't deserve to win that game. No, if, no. if they had, it would have been a total fluke. They got outplayed all night. No. Chris Paul struggled again. He had seven points. He was one of four from the field. He only was only one of three from three-point range. Book struggled in that game. He was eight for 21 from the field. He struggled. Yep. Cam Johnson had that knee injury early, and then they had to, and they were only down by eight to start the fourth, but they actually took the lead. You know, Book hits a three over Nurkic, 30 seconds left, and they're up, but then Nurkic followed with a putback. Mikhail travels. They hit the buzzer beater. But the news was Cam Johnson was out Saturday, and then later on we found out that Cam Johnson suffered a torn meniscus in his right knee. Now, I was looking at something with James Wiseman. He had a right meniscus tear in April of 2021 surgery, missed the entire championship season for the Warriors after his surgery. Now, I don't know how long Cam's going to be out. I'm trying to find out, but he is going to be out for an extended time period with surgery on that on the knee. Yeah, here's another example that I found. Jimmy Butler had meniscus surgery late February of 2018. He returned 41 days later. On April sixth, yes, okay, and, and we've we've talked about meniscus tears before. Yeah, and I, there's two ways to do it. You either say, I don't repair it or take it. it out. You can either take it out or repair it. Now, taking it out is a longer take. Taking it out altogether gets you back quicker. Yes, but there's more long term issues. Now, if you're an older player, you may be okay with it, but a younger player might opt for the repairing of it because once you take out that meniscus, that could lead to other things down the road. 
it shortens your career if you take it out. But if you just have it repaired, now the time frame to recover when you have it repaired is a longer time frame. And sometimes six to eight months, potentially kind of long time frame. Yeah, so, so, so depending on what he had, did they take it out or did they repair it? And then, of course, there's his contractual situation. He's in the final year of his deal, restricted free agent. He didn't come to an agreement with the Suns before the season, et cetera, et cetera. Let's, let's rather than focus, let's focus on kind of the short term what needs to happen right now. Okay. okay. And for me, a couple of things almost immediately have to happen right now. Okay. Tory Craig's going to start. At least he did. And he did the on other Saturday. Night, yes. Okay. So Tory Craig's got to start. Chris Paul has to become more of a functional part of the offense in terms of taking shots, right? You, you, you need to replace Cam Johnson points. You've got a great shooter in Chris Paul who, for whatever reason, is really hesitating on shooting the basketball this year. That has to change. Yes. Mikel Bridges has to shoot the basketball more. He's averaging about nine and a half, ten shots per game. You need more from Mikel Bridges I with no started, Cam Johnson. I, I would have started with Mikel. Okay. I would have started with Mikhail and then go to Chris, but I think you're exactly right. For the meantime, until they get somebody, until they figure out what they're going to do without Cam, you know, Torrey's going to rebound the basketball. He'll knock down some threes for you, but the scoring's got to come from Mikhail and Chris. They have to pick up that slack so there's less pressure on Book. And you have to assume DeAndre Ayton continues to keep up at the pace that he's been going at where you get some more points for him. Then I yes. think the second thing that has to happen is that whatever luxury you were sitting around with Jay Crowder, you've now lost that luxury. All right. Now, if there's a specific guy you're waiting for, for December 15th or January 15th, maybe you feel like you can wait a few more weeks to get there. Well, five weeks, about what is it, about 30, about a third of the league that is not eligible to be traded becomes eligible to be traded. Right. About and, a third of the league. Now, maybe James Jones feels like they can get by with what they've got with Tory Craig in the bench and wait until December 15th. But it feels like that, that, that position of strength that you were in and not trading Jay feels like it's all gone. Feels like it doesn't exist anymore, right? Like you, okay, you got a deal for Jay. You probably could use some help right now because Cam Johnson, especially a lot of it too, will be dictated by how long Cam Johnson is out. Right. Does he go with the option where he's only going to be out for six weeks, a couple of months? Maybe you feel like you can continue to ride this out with Jay Crowder. Does he go for the option where he's out for the season or a big chunk of the season? You probably need to ch- trade Jay sooner rather than later, I would think. If he's going to be out for a long period of time? Yes. Yeah, but what if that player that you feel can best suit you is five weeks away? Then you probably have to wait. You have to wait. You have to do what's best for you. What, what is best for me? I don't think you panic right now. I think you could get some, you know, you could just add somebody to the roster. Look, you could go sign a free agent and then, and then let him go uh, if you wanted to do that just to get you by. In the meantime, maybe that's an avenue they take. But in the end, the guy that eventually replaces Cam, that's going to come, from, I think that'll come from the Jay Crowder trade. Suns Sixers tonight as they start the road trip. Joel Embiid no Harden will play. Uh, Harden will not. Yeah, Harden is out with that foot injury, but yeah. Joel Embiid, non-COVID illness, he's good to go. He'll play tonight. the team we talked about as a possible Jay Crowder destination last week. Yes, we did. We talked about that that possibility that maybe Philly, you know, even though That's they got P.J. Stiebel, Tucker. Right, we were looking at him. Stiebel, yeah, yeah. That, 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 they might be a team that wants a little extra toughness with Jay. Yeah, that game coming up tonight. When we come back, all right, we get it. Seattle, we get it. You're not a fluke. So is it really the Seattle Seahawks who are going to win the NFC West? That's coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. 
Snap to Smith. Drops back to pass. Steps up in the pocket. Runs left side. 40-35. Slides to the 32. Well read by Geno Smith. And it's a gain of 18 on the first down. He's not the fastest guy in the world, and he didn't need to be because he had a ton of green in front of him. For a big chunk of that game, I was looking at the Seattle Seahawks thinking, you ain't so bad. Huh. ain't so bad. You ain't right. so bad. Right. Then Gino throws the pick six to Zavin, and all yeah. of a sudden the Seahawks are like, oh, no, we're bad. Yeah, we're bad. We're real bad. We're going to like. Did you come away thinking that they're a really good football team or just a good football team? Good football team. I think not a, so, Not too. a really good football team. Solid good football team. Good football team. They, they, they do a lot of things. Walker looked great. Well, I liked Walker, him. Walker liked looked Walker. great. Their receivers are very good. Get the, They spread it out, right? Disley, Absolutely. DK, Lockett. They spread it out pretty good. Geno had a beautiful run. What was that 20-yard run by Geno Smith? That one, that was just, just in. The seas parted, and he just took off and ran. So, um yeah, I was, you know, I've been saying all along, I didn't think they were going to be any good. Their defense has been better. Uh, they shut down Hopkins. I mean, that, that rookie sure kid, that rookie kid shut down Hopkins. He did shut him down. Yeah? Yeah. Did a good job. No, they're a good football team. Um, I think they could win the NFC West. I've been saying San Francisco all along, but getting a, another look at Seattle, a second look at Seattle, yeah, they're very capable of winning this. That was a big win for them. That was a big win. That was a, that was a big win yeah, for them yesterday. But, but not, I, I, and I don't think I expected to come out of that game yesterday thinking, oh man, you know what? On second thought, Seattle's going to go to the Super Bowl. No, no, but I, I was, I was looking for something to show me that Seattle is, is, re- they're not really, really good. They're good. They're good. They're solid. They're well coached. Geno Smith obviously is having, I, I think what impressed me the most was the way they flipped a switch when they threw the pick six, they were like a different team offensively. Now it helped that they converted all seven of their third down conversions on those two drives after the pick six, right? They were seven for seven in that moment. Yeah, and they were so doing it every way you could do it. And I tell you what was really frustrating was that bootleg reverse tight end action that they ran like four or five times right. yesterday. And every single time the Cardinals were like, uh, what are you supposed to do? Right. And then when it goes to, to fans, at the end of the game for 51 yards. And basically, that was the play that basically... Yeah, it was like throwing a fastball it. and just like, I'm going to throw a fastball and you don't know what to do with it. Yeah, listen, I, I think that they... I think that they're legit. I think they're for real. I think they're going to be a playoff team. We talked about this with Seattle. Like, the expectations have to change now. You know, that's a playoff team. And then I think, you know, you feel the same way about Seattle as you do about as you did about Arizona last year after the good start. Okay, now that you've got this great start, like, you're going to be... They just won a road game. They've just won another division game. Like, you know, there's not a lot of wins left for them to clinch a playoff spot. They're going to get there pretty quickly. Now, whether they win the division or not, or um, go in as a wild card or a division winner, like, they're going to be good enough. That kid Walker really impressed me because that, that, he was really killing it, like, for a while there. Like, yeah, Carter's had a hard time oh. stopping him. So I was impressed. He runs really, really hard. He hits that, he hits the holes quickly. Fourth quarter, 11 carries, 62 yards. Two touchdowns. Yeah, he was right. legit. He was legit. Pete Carroll after the game talking about Geno bouncing back from the pick six. We know that he's going to come through, and so give him a chance. Unfortunately, you got to do something crappy to you know to, to put us in that situation. But what a bounce back! I mean, what a fantastic finish to this game he had. It didn't even phase him, which is exactly what has to happen. I mean, I just looked, checked in with him, and it was he was fine. Didn't even phase him, and, and he knows he he knows that those things are going to happen sometimes. But he still has to face him, and this was one that he did, and and. Uh, and did, did a great job of handling it. Two 13-play drives. Mm-hmm. 
Like they just, they, 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 but you look at it, man, they were just so balanced. They really were Walker runs, then they throw it to Parkinson. Walker runs a bunch of times and then Gino runs and then they throw it to DK and then like pretty balanced. Like they, you, you, you had a hard time trying to figure out if there was any one guy to stop on Seattle. I mean, in the, in, in the end, and we're going to talk about this later, the third downs were the key for them and their offense. They were really, really good. But even like, and they got away with one, right? I mean, I, you see the, I, I think you sent it to me, right? The back and forth between Buddha and Lockett after Lockett pushed Buddha oh, yeah, for Lockett, the touchdown. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, and, and I did. I sent that to you. They, Buddha Baker, Buddha Baker, after the game, tweets out. I'm scrolling down to it right now. My brother Tyler Lockett pushed the bleep out of me. Hashtag who cares? Hashtag game over. Tyler Lockett's like, yeah, I got away with that one, bro. And right. you go back and you look at the video, and it was like a two-hand shove push, get out of my way, I'm going to catch the touchdown. And that was after the pass got tipped that uh, Tanner Vallejo oh, wasn't Tanner able to come Vallejo. down. Oh, yeah, no, man, that one, right, that really, like that. really hurt because mm-hmm. that was a get, that could have been a game-changing type of play with that with that potential interception because it was right there. Right? Two guys had their shot at Vallejo kind of just ran right by the ball and it landed on the ground. You're like, oh. There it goes. But that think, might be that might be the season going right there with that ball laying on the ground. But here's the other thing about Seattle too, and again, not to take anything away from them or everything away from them. Okay, so they had five sacks yesterday. All right, that's a lot of that is the function of Cody Ford and Billy Price, you know, and just backup oh, after backup after. I'm right. I mean, I mean sure, though, yeah, Shelby certainly. Harris and Bruce Irvin and L.J. Collier and Nuoso were having the days Nuoso, that they had. Nuoso was unblockable at times. At times he was. He but was it, so he was coming in. When mm. you're rolling three backups, you know, when Lasita Smith, I mean, basically it was the first act he had gotten all year, right? Yes. Okay, so when Lasita Smith is out there for the first time all year, you're, the interior of your line is vulnerable as it was for the Cardinals. You expect Kyler Murray's going to be under a little pressure. And, and so that's that was one element of Seattle's game where I thought, yeah, defensively they played well, but they were playing such a discombobulated Cardinals offense that was all a mess because of their offensive line. Not making excuses. Back-to-back false starts at home. Yes. On the same drive. Eight pre-snap penalties. Back to back. Eight. It was Ford and Smith, guys who shouldn't even be starting, but are forced into having to play because they're just so banged up. Seattle's good. Um, What I put among, uh, uh, look, who would I put among the NFC elite at this point? Who even belongs in that conversation? Minnesota? Philly and Minnesota. Minnesota was trailing 17-7 yesterday against the Commanders. They found a way to win, though. Kirk Cousins had his, had his, you like that? You like that moment in the locker room? Did you see that? No, I did not see that, did he? <laughs> so he gets the game ball. He gets the game ball from O'Connell, and he's asked to you know break the huddle in the locker room. <laughs> you like that on three? One, two, three. You like that? <laughs> the whole, because that was his first win there. Philly? Philly by themselves? In terms of great teams in the NFC, teams that can win it all: Philly, Dallas, Minnesota, and the and the NFC. In the NFC. I don't think anybody's beating the AFC. I, I wouldn't even put Minnesota Ugh. in that. I think it's Philly and Dallas. I think honestly, those are the two teams that can quote unquote win it all in the NFC. I really do nothing against the Vikings. I just Philly I'm, versus the Jets in the Super Bowl. I'm not buying it. <laughs> we would we would get descended upon here in the valley, wouldn't we? With the weather, 
Yeah, you know, with 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 what that weather is, that part of the country, that time of year, yeah, that would we get a lot of fans. I just, I don't, yeah, I don't think Seattle. They're good. They're going to make the playoffs. Obviously, they're going to make the playoffs. Yep. But are they elite? Yeah, no, no. When we come back, they are the plays that shaped yesterday's outcome. Big red reacts, all the highs and all the lows. Next on the Burns and Gambo Show.